0: Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time Las Vegas for the Playmakers.
1: Woo freaky who peoples, welcome to another hour of the playmakers. It is Tuesday. Just a reminder, it is also the 18th of January. And yes, you have come to the right place for all of your entertainment and sports needs. I'm Lindsay Brown. Over there is Adrian Hernandez. Hello. Your third week here with us? Yes, I believe
2: third, fourth week. Like you say about time. Who yeah. knows? Today's...
1: Uh, we'll see if that continues.
2: Whoa. Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> we'll see.
1: What it we'll was. have to see. Every Every day is a tryout.
2: You're right. I mean, it's true. But that's a lot. Like you just, that's a lot of pressure you put on me. On a Tuesday that feels like a Monday, but it's actually a Tuesday. Welcome to
1: the arena. Step guess, into it, Brene and slash or Teddy or Tom Brady. Whoever said it first, I think it was. What was Teddy that? Oh, Roosevelt.
2: step into the arena. Man the, in the arena, a whole bit. Got you. I
1: first read that quote in a Brene Brown book. I think it was Daring Greatly or something like that. I've read several of hers. Are you familiar with Brene Brown? No.
2: Um. Well, Miss Miss Brown, not related to you, of course. Gosh,
1: I wish. No, great last name, though. But
2: just just a great person that puts words on papers that people can buy in paperback. You're damn correct?
1: right. She absolutely does. I. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would say that Brene Brown has offered them a little bit of a revelation in their life if they've had the privilege to have run into her in terms of her work., uh, but I'll let everybody else discover that on their own because everybody's journey is their own step in front of the other, and sometimes you gotta take that yourself. sometimes you gotta go with people. I went for a hike alone yesterday, really? Uh, I haven't been on a hike alone in a in a quite a bit. And for the first time ever, I actually didn't listen to any music. I went straight silence the whole time intentionally, and I was fine. I actually really enjoyed the experience, maybe not more than I did when I listened to Bangers, because as we've heard on the show, there, there are plenty. Yeah, I mean, come on. I have great taste in music. That so. festival's crazy. I, whether I got to get the knees up to make sure I make my time or if I'm just trying to uh, basically – walk my own map i I usually have something going on in the background and i realize i'm like when do i actually sit in quiet actually because we we work in a in an industry where that's not really a thing for us yeah
2: we can't have silence no
1: and any sort of extended silence or pause makes us really uncomfortable
2: it really does it It really does it's like 10 seconds
1: Absolutely. And so it was kind of an exercise for me. And as I said, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I would really recommend it to people that if you don't spend a lot of time, and I know not everybody has the opportunity, you got kids, you got jobs, you got other things to do, school. Like, I get it. Sometimes you don't want to listen to yourself think. That's usually where I go.
2: But when you're like when you're in the car, yeah. there's been one or two times where like five minutes into the car ride where I'm like, I'm too lazy to press the button to turn on Sirius or whatever, or 1140 to oh, bet.
1: before I pull out, I have the tunes going. But
2: have you ever like just like, let me just listen to Earth and all these cars and things like that? You know, I feel like listen people- Listen to Earth. Yeah, well, that's Not what you did car. when you went hiking. Like, yeah. you, that's no, very... that's listening
1: to Earth. I yeah. literally was sitting up in my Lost Girl tree. There's like a specific tree that I hike to. Oh, I was like- I'm going to sit here and be quiet and just, like, listen to the world, literally. And it was amazing.
2: Yeah, wherever wherever you are, find some time for yourself in some silence. The
1: tire sounds usually don't really get you to the the place of zen, but luckily we live in the desert, so if you, like, walk out maybe a mile, you know, the wilderness swallows all the echoes. It's crazy. It's it's really nice, but safety first. uh, I've done it before. I'm not a professional, but I feel very comfortable with my limits and my – just uh, thought of myself when it comes to my abilities to hike, but not everyone is in that place. But we are in the place where it's time for the footies of footballs. Ooh. Oh, the funniest of footballs. Wasn't it a great time? We had so much fun. There was an overtime and we won. away. With... Oh, wait, that was last week. So the Raiders lost, guys.
2: That's cool. We'll get them next week, right?
1: Yeah, No. No, it's uh, it's over, Adrian. It's it's officially over the twenty twenty one slash two very brief two part of the season has concluded. And I don't know about you, but this is the wildest football season I've ever been a part of or in close proximity to just in terms of all of the stories that we've broken, that we've talked about ad nauseum of bad decisions, good decisions, football talk, not football talk about football players. Uh, But straight up, the Raiders yesterday, or not yesterday, two or three days ago, because, again, it's Tuesday, on Saturday when they play the Cincinnati Bengals, that offense that doesn't get going in that first half struggled again mightily, uh, was down 13-20. to heading into halftime, only managed six points down the stretch from there. So did the Cincinnati Bengals, but as I just said, they had already built up a pretty sizable lead. Uh, We talked with uh, Joe O earlier about the whistle. I'm not as offended by the whistle. I think if you take as many penalties as the Raiders do and did in that game the other day, that you don't deserve to have the whistles blown at the right time. And it's not really a surprise to me if it kind of gets lost in the shuffle because – you have probably at least three first downs that were negated due to penalties.
2: Holdings, uh, false starts. Mm-hmm. It was in just the, the complete lack of details all around.
1: Yep, and three of them came when they were in Bengals territory. This is not a team that historically performs well in the red zone, and guess what? Yesterday was no exception. Um, and so when you have that in your back pocket, when you have – two turnovers in your back pocket. And one of them, the most Statue of Liberty fumble of all time, where you can just tell Derek Carr, you're a second behind, you're a second behind. And that's not all his fault. That offensive line's been been moved around a lot. The offense is mostly where a, a lot of the disruption took place this season, be that in the skill positions or the positions that are there to help protect said skill positions. Uh, but did you expect more from Derek Carr on Saturday?
2: I expected the team to be prepared, and that wasn't that. And Derek Carr, I thought he was too cute at times. There mm-hmm. there was way too many times where they were rushing to get the play in. Two, three Start seconds, out. barely getting it off. Derek, and I, it, it's hard for me to, to, to yell at someone to be a perfectionist and be like, no, just go play. Right. But that's too many times they did that. They had to call not only the third down penalties – Um, On fourth down, when the Raiders were on defense, they had 13 men on the field or 12 men on the field. They had to call a timeout to get that fixed. Later uh, in that second half, they couldn't get a play in. They had to call a timeout. That led them to only have one timeout at the end of the game when they're trying to go down the field to win. Like, all these being too cute and and also, like, the lack of details. But with with Derek Carr, like, that fumble situation was crazy. The Bengals' best person on their defensive line, Trey Hendrickson, is going up against our backup uh, tight end one on one. Yeah, straight a, up. Yeah, not a chip block. No, not anything, no one's
1: helping. Just him. Have fun on the island, Jack Sparrow.
2: Yeah, like and, and it's max protection, which means yeah. the running back, the tight end, and all the offensive line is protecting it for the two wide receivers to run their routes. That shouldn't happen where and this get, man has a clear. Darren Waller
1: probably can't block right now. Not everybody can block that that usually is at our disposal. So we call a different play. Yeah, right. Like we just don't take yeah. a left; we take a right instead. We go to the right instead.
2: But the craziest part is it, it, obviously the fumble was the f- was the fumble, and that was the big, uh, huge thing in this game. They did that a couple times, and they even did it with Darren Waller, where they went max protect. Mm-hmm. And Darren Waller and Hunter Refro are your best receivers. Yeah, these shouldn't be in those situations. And you talk about the penalties. The most baffling thing to me was the 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 kick where where Peyton Barber picks up the ball. At the two-yard line, and, he, and just the lack of detail of he thought he stepped out of bounds so that it would be a touchback at the 20-yard line. Nope, he caught the ball and then went out of bounds, so they had to start from the two-yard
1: line, yeah.
2: which they didn't get a first what down. Was Jalen
1: Rager trying to field punts out here? What's yeah, happening? Yeah,
2: so so they had to punt the ball. They went fourth and out, punt the ball. Bengals, good field position. They got a field goal. Like All that counts, and yep. when the Bengals are a better team, you need to make sure everything that you can control, which is, in, which is preparation, that all needs 100%. to go well. And that's not what happened.
1: You're speaking truth right now, Adrian. You're speaking directly to the choir. And I'm kind of surprised that the Bengals were as disciplined as they were because it was so many of those guys first time through. And obviously, the, the, the biggest name that we like to associate with that group is Joe Burrow, Uh, completely clean stat sheet, no turnovers, clinical, just gets the job done, gets the downs when he needs the new set of downs, doesn't do anything fancy, doesn't play outside of himself. And it was just a very calm demeanor. But you go out and you score a touchdown on your first drive after after the Raiders go down and do a field goal. So you're automatically like, all right, so we're working with that lead. And once you get that touchdown, that's where that fumble comes into. And so at that point, Knowing what we know about the Raiders' offense, which is that it does it's does a really good job of moving the ball until they get into the red zone. They move their move the ball five point seven yards per play. That's good for tenth in the league, but only scored touchdowns on fifty-one point seven percent of their red zone drives, which is like twenty-seventh in the league. And that's brutal. Like Daniel Carlson, while I respect the hell out of him, especially since his beginnings in this league were the mm-hmm. way they were with my team and the and, and former coach Zimmer. Like, dude, you're a best player, but that's usually not a good thing. Like, it was like that for years with Janikowski, right? And he just broke Janikowski's record.
2: Yeah, your field goal kicker, probably, yeah, it, no disrespect, but the yeah, best
1: Yeah, player? DC, I get it. Like, legit, you are money when it comes to the kicks, and that's not something that can be said about every single person in this league, especially coming down clutch time like he he's really the biggest reason why we got into the playoffs he's the biggest reason why we probably secured a lot of those nfl record uh walk-off wins So they have six of them this year yeah ridiculous and so in many ways while the score does seem close it didn't feel like that game was that close uh at all
2: the Bengals controlled most of that game right or was it just me
1: no, you're right. They absolutely did. The Raiders didn't get a touchdown until the waiting seconds of the of the second quarter. And then, you know, anytime there's a stop, be that the bye, be that the, the half, it's just the Raiders, like you said, they weren't ready. At what point do we try something different? Like, this is, this is a theme that recurred throughout the season. And so, while well, I'm not surprised on the biggest day of the year – they are exactly who they show that they were. I just thought we would see at least some semblance of an improvement. Maybe we don't take as many penalties. Maybe we are able to get something in the first half going. Maybe uh, we can get one more sack. I mean, probably the best part of this team, the most consistent part of this team this season was the defensive line. And while they didn't always get paid off for it in terms of sacks, they got the pressures. We all know what Max Crosby is. I mean, he's true diamond in the rough uh, Yannick Ngakwe was a huge signing for us this year he was awesome that whole line did such a good job especially in Bradley's scheme too where he likes to run that cover and he, you only have four up front right yeah and so if you're able to get pressure against decent offensive lines this year what does that spell for next season and what does it mean if we can add another body in there for, for a more solid rotation and I mean is Gus gonna be here next year too who's gonna be the coaches like Mike Mayock was let go over the weekend. No really surprise there. Uh, I mean, we've been basically not asking for that result, but well, alluding some Raiders to that fans, result.
2: Some Raiders well, fans. if you
1: can't pick the right people, yeah. I, I, you don't deserve to have the job that picks the people. And he was also himself picked by John Gruden. And as I said to Joe O earlier, and I've said several times on this program with, with you on the board or not, if you are attached to John Gruden in any way, you can't be in this organization. I'm sorry. Even if there's any success in this year, even if there's good vibes and good feelings, guess what? We could still hold hands and sing Kumbaya at the campfire on Sunday nights after the game's done. But in terms of actual Raiders football, in my mind, there needs to be a full clean house. And if there's not, how can you expect these details to be cleaned up? How can you expect players to be held to a standard and to and to attack with the standard that Max Crosby was saying, about how they would just extra reps, get after it. He'd never been part of a, a room like that where everybody was on that same kind of grind. If you can't take care of the stuff that you can control, your words right there, if you can't figure out that if this was our coach and we have deemed him to be a quote-unquote bad guy, that all the other people attached to him are also bad guys, and if we leave the bad guys here, that some of the infection will stay.
2: Yeah, because like you know, and whoever gets hired as a new coach, it's all about culture, right? That's always the buzzword. But it's the culture, only thing. culture means to cultivate, and mm. regardless of them bringing in the new staff, there's still going to be people here that were here now. You're not going to everyone in the organization isn't going to be new, but you want to whittle out and make as least people that were involved mm. to to make this new energy. And to be honest, if I'm ownership, no matter how of a of a great story it was, you pulled the troops and. And Basaccia, you know, led him to the playoffs. This is one of the one of the most like appetizing jobs that is available because this isn't a reset. This right. team has pieces. Mm-hmm. You have Max Crosby, you have a good quarterback. Um they're
1: exactly where they were when Gruden took over. And this yeah. is this is the Raiders. Great pieces just really need somebody to tie it all together. Perception is reality. Straight up. This is a this is a organization that has struggled with the performance of culture on the field there's a very there's a distinct difference between that too cuz like the Raider like the the circle of trust and and the bricks outside and the Raider with all that stuff I, I know it's second to none in so many different ways i I've, I've talked to so many Raider alumni at least the ones that have been willing to talk to me and how much they enjoy coming back being a part of this organization during the beginning parts of the season feeling like they're still in it. And and what that does for people, that's so important. But we have to have it translate on the field as well. It can't just be enough to reminisce. You have to be able to create good memories and good habits and and good intentions. And without having the people in the room with their heads screwed on straight, I just don't know how that's going to happen. And I feel bad for for Coach Rich Pasaccio because I think he did a great job considering what – he was tasked to do but I I still don't think that he is the right guy for the job moving forward I really don't and I don't think any player should really have any input on it because it's not like we have any consistency there we just need someone that knows who they are knows how to get out of players what they need to and how to keep everyone tight and close to the herd that's what this team needs that's what the city needs and I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add to it. Do you have anything else, Adrian? Uh,
2: I will add in terms of the the coach search and the general manager search. So the Raiders put in a request to interview New England Patriots defensive assistant Jared Mayo. Uh, also for GM, the Patriots director of player personnel, David Ziegler. And also Ian Rappaport reported that they're also expected to interview uh, Colts executive Ed Dobbs, who actually got his start without Davis. Um, mm. So that, that might be a good connection. But... This is very appetizing as we head, as we say goodbye um, to, to this Raiders season. Um, there's a lot of pieces, and with those pieces, there's a lot of different directions. Um, to me, the only downside of taking this job is the fact that you are going to have to play Herbert and Patrick Mahomes for four of your games yeah. in this season. But Pack other than lunch. that, yeah, they they got the salary cap. Um, do we have second, can, can I can I talk about the Raiders, the final drive, though? Okay, so they finally get into the to the red zone. It's first and goal. There's 30 seconds left, and you have one timeout. Why are you spiking the ball to stop the clock? You are within 10 yards. No play is going to take 10 seconds. Why are you wasting a down? That doesn't make any sense. Fourth down, fourth and goal, the last play of the season. You have Zay Jones run a hitch route to the one-yard line, and on that same side of the field, your best receiver – Arguably, Renfo was on the other side. Darren Waller is in the flats. So three and a half yards is separating two players that are getting covered by four Bengals and neither one of them is in the end zone. That those type of details, that is why you lose when you see a team like the Bengals who know they have a terrible offensive line and Joe Burrow got the ball out of his hands within two seconds to minimize the opportunities that the Raiders had with their D line to get to the quarterback. That's the difference. On your last play of the season to win it all, your best wide receivers at the five-yard line and you expect them to get through six people to get to the end zone, that doesn't make any sense. That, to me, would be the most the, the most infuriating part of that game. Not the whistle. Not the whistle. The final play calls at the end. The handling of that was a microcosm of that entire game of underprepared and lack of details.
1: Feel better?
2: I do feel better. Thank you. You got
1: your notes out? Yes. I felt like, yeah, no, but it was,
2: yeah, I needed that. Thank you.
1: No, of course. No, literally. (laughs) That's why I wanted to, wanted you to get it out because it's important to, to let those emotions go, to feel what you're feeling, be that frustration, be that happiness, be that relief. Regardless, it is the end of a chapter of the Raiders and an end of a chapter of our fandom of the Raiders as well uh maybe they'll get better starts next year if they would just listen to my hype master locker mix playlist which is uh available for free and it's an exclusive music station uh for music fans by music fans built by people like myself only on the odyssey app it is for free google play store apple app stores we got bangers we got shredders we got to turn it all the way up because we have to heave cry into the abyss because the football season is over at least for the silver and black playlists are deep Prince and friends ed lovers timeless throwbacks Uh, Myself and Paul is no longer here, have curated these playlists for all of those special times of day. Check it all out with the free Odyssey app, spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y, Hype Master Locker Mix. For the vibes. We need them because we got to talk about them golden nights. 1140 the best. We really need new phones.
2: T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New
0: iPhone 15s? over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Mm-hmm. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit Uh Uh ads.odyssey.com. you found The Playmakers only
2: on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. I did this for you, Lindsay.
1: Oh, God. Shout out to uh, my dad, Bob, who bought me my first, quote, Avril Lavigny CD <laughs> for Christmas uh, in elementary school. This is an absolute throwback. What did he?
2: What did he? What did he pronounce her last name? Avril Lavigny. Oh, he's like me with the hockey names. I respect yeah. it.
1: Yeah, the parents. Uh, as you just get older and, and people keep happening behind you, and then they turn into things. I, I can start to kind of understand. I'm like, who's this person? Who's this celebrity? Who's why should I care? And uh, so. Just shout out to Bob. Bob It's like those he's progressive
2: commercials, right? Absolutely. Like I, your
1: exactly. Exactly like your parents. Um I wish sometimes the Golden Knights had a role model to mm. uh look after, look themselves after, because they're not having the best of home stands. Like sometimes the home isn't where the heart is or it's not pumping the same amount of blood uh that needs to sustain itself. Uh last night the Golden Knights Get out to an early 3-0 lead in the first period. Those three goals were secured on seven total shots. And then second period happened, and Pittsburgh showed up. Golden Knights took a couple penalties. All of a sudden, the shots in the second period alone are 18-6 to in favor favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jason Zucker literally evaporates the lead with his stick in his home latest homecoming, uh, Vegas' own Jason Zucker. Welcome back. No, his family was also in attendance last night, so it was probably a very, very special moment for all of them. And all of a sudden, it's 3-5. to five, uh, Well, it's the best number out there, including uh, one that Mr. Tristan Jari wears, the netminder for, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It is not a score that is favorable for your Golden Knights, and that is their third straight loss. They lost in a shootout to the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night. They lost to the Blackhawks 2-1 to because Fleury had to go steal their soul because he deserved it. Uh, they won against the Rangers five to one because Shisturkin wasn't playing. Uh they lost two to three to the National Predators, which are at the time are one of the hottest teams in the NHL and still pretty damn good, especially when UC Sarles is playing incredibly well, which he continues to do. And then oh yeah, we won against the Ducks on New Year's Eve, and that's been basically the last week and a half. And it doesn't feel like it did earlier this season where the losses were starting to pile up and maybe it was the fact that they weren't scoring on the power play, but guess what? People We're scoring on the power play. We actually have three power play goals in our last two games and we still lose it. And so where's the problem? What's the issue besides us having the lineup gymnastics that almost everybody does due to COVID due to injuries. Uh, I know we had Shea Theodore and Nolan Patrick and, and, and uh, whoever else had missed the game the other night back in last night, but I'll tell you what, Goaltending ain't the problem, Adrian, but it certainly needs to be a bigger part of the solution because whether it's Robin Leonard holding that team in, in the bigger moments in the first period, because there wasn't a ton of rushes, but when there were, he was there. And then the golden Knights start taking too many penalties. They start getting too many shots. And then all of a sudden, well, I can't stop the fifth rebound too. And that's kind of how it goes. Or Sometimes Leonard isn't necessarily ready to go. But last night, that was not the case. And most nights, that's not the case. But the thing about Robin Leonard, that we know about him, that he is a big boy. He is a big boy, especially downstairs. When he goes down in his butterfly, there are so few people that can move him off of his mark. And so that is why, Adrian, it is so imperative that his reads initially are good, that he hits his mark first correctly and he's been working to help rectify some of the issues that he's had with that especially on the rush especially on his glove side I mentioned last week he was starting to hedge his uh, angle a little bit on that glove side and try to incentivize that puck going back blocker side but the thing is when you're big like that and you're so reliant on the reads a lot of that is due to a limited hip mobility Leonard is not the most Uh, gumby goaltender that I've ever seen. He cannot rotate his hips very well. And so when he's down, when there's that first initial rebound or that scrum, once he tries to go cover the puck up with his hands or once he kind of disjoints himself where all of a sudden he's not just like this one blob of a goaltender. He's like, all right, here are my legs and here are my hands outstretched. He can't push anywhere else. That's where he's dead in the water.
2: That seems like a problem.
1: It it's a problem, but it's not, because when you when, when this team is playing well, when this team isn't going for fishing expeditions in the neutral zone or making line changes without possession during the second period on the long change through the neutral zone. That's what you're giving up these chances and then allowing your opposition numbers because you are taking a page out of the Raiders book and not paying attention to the details. And that's really where, like I said, goaltending isn't the problem, but it needs to be a better part of the solution because almost every night as a net minder, I would say to myself, I probably could have had one of them. Like the, there's one of them that I, I should have had. Some nights I just get beat clean every single night. And I'm sure Leonard and, and Jari and every other goaltender are the same way. But Leonard needs to do a better job of segmenting the ice essentially. When that initial read is made, when he gaps out to make his save and he sets his edges, he makes that save, say he's going off of his right side. Do you want the puck to go to the right or to the left if there's a rebound?
2: You want that to stay on the right side. Right? Exactly, yeah. because
1: I'm already on the right side. Yeah, and then if I keep to... going right, it's just gonna go below the goal line. It's gonna go I'm just gonna go to my post. But if it goes to the left, aka the middle, it goes to the wide open part of that net. And so when things get chaotic, when I see Leonard gapping out with his feet outside the blue paint so when the rush comes down he starts from his goal line he steps to the the shooter that's coming down at him if there's white paint below his feet for that gap out I start to get worried and that's what was happening last night because that is an egregious step for Robin Leonard for a guy so big because you don't need to step out that far because you're a big dude just think about angles wise right I take up more of the net so I don't have to make myself bigger by going closer to you but then there's the team itself. Like I said, there's the bad line changes. There's the there's the strung together penalties. There's the fact that the second line has been brutal over the last few games. I gave him like one compliment a week and a half ago, and all of a sudden Marshall <laughs> Carlson and Smith can't get on the ice without being a minus. But luckily, the third line has been amazing, has been great. Specifically, Nicholas Waugh is on a different tear. He has been these last few weeks. I was talking about it last week. He might have played himself into uh, an expanded role on this team, and he might have played – some other people into an expanded role on another team. And what I'm seeing from him, what I'm seeing from Matthias Janmark, who has done his best Tomas Nosek impression from last season, there was a stretch around January, maybe December-ish, where nobody was scoring a damn thing except for Tomas Nosek. And that's the reason why he's in Boston making a hell of a prettier penny there than he would have here, and we're happy for him because that's what you want from your people from below your line, if you want them to get better and go on to uh, greener pastures. Yanmark was that for the last week and a half and has brought great things to that third line. There's tons of speed. It's a much different third line than what we're used to uh, in terms of Golden Knights identity because that is usually where we like to make a lot of our bread. Or it's not the same size line anymore. It's a speedy line. It's a line that likes to work hard. It's a line that likes to forecheck. It's a line that likes to create on the rush. But please, can we start hitting a few more nets, especially when we're getting and working ourselves into chances wide open in the slot. like, ah, one of these days Kolasar and Wah are just going to take that little extra 1% step, Adrian, where they're going to finish after doing all the work that got him to uh, an excellent chance. I also really liked what I saw from McGenny Dodonoff last night. I think he's a great filler for Max Patrick in that top line. He's actually a little bit of a sneakier puck carrier than I thought. He does a really good job of working his arms around his body and with your stick, you, you would think, oh, your arms are free and clear. But when there's a body right on, you're skating full speed and you have puck possession. You you're need supposed strength, to be, right? You need strength. And you need to have maneuverability. His ability to kind of twist and contort the stick around him and so he can maintain possession, not lose speed, and to get it shot off, I think, uh, is is a very underrated thing and something I didn't see from him super early in the season. But that could just be probably chalked up to confidence, being on a new team, getting comfortable, and as you do so, you find that gear in your game. Where all of a sudden you're playing free and clear. You're you're hustling to every puck. You just feel comfortable. You can just tell when people are feeling disjointed, when they're when they're mistimed, when they're not taking the right gaps. Uh, and and the Golden Knights, in a lot of ways, are are struggling, are fighting against themselves. And a lot of the media availability, I listened to maybe like a minute from Pete DeBoer because he wasn't too upset about last night. Because you ultimately can't be. That upset about any particular loss, but the theme of the sixty minute cliche was brought out a lot. We got to put together sixty minutes. We got to make sure we bring sixty minute game. We got to make sure we bring our first twenty. It starts with the first shift, and it starts at the warm up, and then we intend like <laughs> this is how it goes. Fifteenth um, time you're
2: saying that, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hit
1: lip service. Uh, this is a team that has historically struggled to start well. Maybe this is a theme in this town. Uh, they need to do a better job of getting out ahead. But then again, they got out ahead 3 nothing last night. You could not have asked for ask a for. better start. Yeah. And Jari was completely uh, discombobulated. They had him spinning like a top. But then once you allow the game to self-correct so far to the other side in that second period, be that because of, of spending time in the box or just – because you have a couple more turnovers in that neutral zone than you had originally attended Like he was allowed to settle in and then our netminder and our D zone that was not really that challenged in the first period is all of a sudden under duress. Like we need to have just that that consistency. That, that sixty minutes happen. is consistency. Yeah. And it's consistency in decision making. It's why are we always looking for the stretch pass through the neutral zone? Why do we always have to have Alex Petrangelo skate the puck out of the D zone? I know he's the best defenseman in the league at doing it, but maybe we could save that guy a couple of reps because he's skating damn near 30 minutes a night. Maybe Braden McNabb doesn't have to block every shot that comes his way because since Alec Martinez is out, although he's going to be back on the ice because he's out of COVID protocol, thank God. Like, he took a massive block shot to the leg, and while the technology has never been better for equipment – What was going on earlier in the season? We had, like, four guys break their foot from doing the exact same things. Like, there are times and places to make certain plays. And the Golden Knights, I feel like they don't have that fully – ingrained in them yet but it is just the start of the second half of the season we do have the all-star break on the horizon unfortunately Jonathan Marchessault was not one of the names that was voted in for the last men in the all-star game but there were others Adrian that all-star game is actually being held here in Las Vegas the fourth and fifth I'm going I, I found out that I did actually put in for credentials take pictures for me please I will absolutely take pictures uh what who's going to the all-star game that got voted uh, in?
2: let me get my expertise in uh. here Finally. Okay, so uh, your last man into the All-Star Game, Nazim Kadra, who, you know, awesome some, Yeah, some some of his teammates were a little offended that he was on this list, but never fear. He's awesome. on there. My guy Stammers is going back. Uh, that would be Steven Stamkos. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy Troy Terry, you can't trust them two first names. Very suspicious. And then lastly, <laughs> my guy Micah Zibinjad.
1: Mika Zabinajad. Sabinajad. Zabinajad, who will no longer be going. I saw somebody tweet out yeah, earlier, which was hilarious. It was like, uh, Lindsay, I had sarcastically, New York New York Rangers like, vote for Mika. You must vote him in. And everybody's like, yes, Overlord of New York Ranger Twitter. We will vote him in. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not going. I don't want to uh,
2: He's being he's being replaced. Um, who? Uh, hold on, hold on. I won't give him everything. Knew, away. But I'm,
1: gonna, I'm gonna let you find.
2: Out. Um, it, it's your guy, Jake uh, Jake Gwintenzel. Excuse me. Jake Gwentonzili.
1: He was just here last night.
2: Who? Your guy Jake? He was here. He was here he in the studio.
1: Penguins.
2: What's his? How do you? How do you say his last name?
1: I, he's from Minnesota.
2: Okay, well, how do you, how, but how do you say his last Hi, name? You say it first. Um, it, it's my guy Jake. Uh, Jake G.
1: Yeah, exactly. I call him Gensel. JG. Getzel. Jake Getzel. Yep. That's what I said. He's not. Uh, no, I mean, pretty close. Close. Uh he skates on the on the top line with Cindy Crosby and is a very prolific goal scorer himself, especially, especially in the playoffs. But I do know that breaking news is brought to you by, I think, BetQL. That's right. Breaking news from eleven four to the Bet is presented by BetQL. SmartBets with BetQL. Download BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today hockey thing second line brutal third line generating chances winning battles and off sneaky puck carrier more than anticipated upcoming schedule Montreal on Thursday thank goodness because we need to get healthy against someone so why not bring in the very team that planted a seed in d- of doubt in our minds last year but thankfully I mean not so thankfully because I would really like t- to watch Carey Price play again uh he won't be playing a cast of who knows what characters because I know that there's a, a lot of people out of that line for Montreal, but that's the last game of our homestand. And then we literally go on the road, Adrian, and, and we go right through murderer's row. Yeah. At Washington, at Carolina, back-to-back. Back. And then at Florida and at the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's why there's urgency here, people. This is why we had to talk about the streak that is building while the losses are starting to mount right now. Those teams are playing hella good hockey.
2: Is that why you're not it doesn't seem like you're pushing the panic button now? No.
1: No, I'm not cuz they're still in first place. But
2: what if it doesn't go so well? I tell
1: you what, if we're um this time next week and say we've dropped every single game, uh, if we drop 3 or 4 out of the road, we're in a we're in a little bit of a dicey spot, especially with how some teams are rising and falling. Thankfully, thankfully the Oilers and the Flames are both just completely disheveled right now, but let's not keep banking on other people's ineptitude. Like, let's
2: yeah, 100. bring some
1: intention, bring our best, and uh, pay attention to those details because that is where the victories lie. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we only have one more segment left for the rest of our night. It's time to do a weekend recap of the Pantheon of Ineptitude and got to tell you how much those Adele tickets are going to cost you. 11-4 to the bat.
0: You found the playmakers, only on eleven forty. The bet, Las Vegas. I
1: have an apology to make, and it just started smelling like maple syrup in here, but that's not related. Um, like to apologize to my dad, uh, Whit, because apparently he was the one that came up with the Avril Lavigne bit. Uh, Dad Bob got me the CD. He wanted to make sure I, I knew that it was him that we had the joke for and maybe I'm I'm not gonna talk about myself anymore on the show. That's what I've decided. I can't keep score for jokes? everyone. You're stealing jokes. No, I'm just misattributing them and it's hard to do. I, I think I'm gonna do a social media post with a diagram that I basically have to drop for everybody that is my friend or otherwise to kind of explain how exactly Lindsay Brown tree? exactly. Um it's complicated. It's hard for me to keep track of, and so it just sometimes is easier for me to not talk about. It. Maybe that's just where we got to go because it's hard, it's hard to keep track of everything, especially when we have the amount of sports that are happening in this town. It is championship season, technically, at least the start of it. I know NBC's branding of that won't officially start until, like, their Super Bowl, once in a lifetime Super Bowl, to the Olympics, and then it's all here. It's you know? all happening. It's all happening on NBC. Look at these rings. Uh but to be honest, the hottest ticket in town is Adele, right? I mean, we got residencies on residency here. We got your girl, Katy Perry. We got Gwen Stefani. Usher. Shania's back. Usher's here. I mean, the Ying Yang twins were supposed to roll through for for the New Year's Eve, and they canceled last minute. It's okay. Not really. I was really looking forward to it. It would have been a lifetime mem. It's fine. Just come back later on. But Adele had, you know, a slightly big 2021. Probably heard T Swift. Probably similar skyscrapers of twenty twenty
2: one. Adele had their CBS special.
1: Uh, From a tweet from a a local news gal. Who do we we got the tweet here? Uh, According to StubHub, Adele tickets. Oh gosh. For the February twenty sixth show, two front row orchestra tickets will cost you. Eighty-five thousand doll hairs.
2: Eighty-five thousand, not eighty-five hundred.
1: Five thousand. Nope, not hundred thousand. You need eighty-five thousand dollars if you want to go to the front orchestra seats, two seats on February twenty. It's
2: not even Valentine's Day weekend. What's going on? Lena
1: Estritos, I appreciate you doing that research for us because it is obscene, that amount of money. But it's a limited run here, obviously. It's during her album release. That's really what the waters are warm to be here. And that's why I think, I mean, we've talked about it several times on the show Um, the convergence of entertainment and music and all these other things that was so present in Vegas before the pandemic happened is going to be exceptionally true going forward because we just don't know where events are going to be able to go on. I mean, didn't we just get news before the show that the Grammys are coming here?
2: Yes, for people that don't know, the Grammys, um, they were delayed. They always take uh, place in Los Angeles. They are moving it to April, April 3rd, I believe, and it'll take place here in Las Vegas,
1: yeah, they're saying screw off California. We're gonna go to a place that's always open for business and that has the mandates in place that have been. And that's the whole bit about our community here. It's like yeah. we're not pushing people on vaccinate. We are. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted or whatever. I mean. Wear your mask outside. It's not that difficult. So we can continue to be that catch-all for the rest of the industries and to have big-time tickets like this because that's just two of those seats. What are the other seats going for? And then what other shows? Like
2: It's it's I, insane. Yeah. Uh, upper row, uh, just because from research and, and, and just the research Everybody going on in my house.
1: wants to go to an adult show yeah, at some point. It's, it's
2: thousands of dollars in the, for the balconies for any of the dates that you can find. I bet February. it carries
1: her voice all the way up there. I bet you. I mean, does. It
2: better. I mean, but eighty five thousand dollars. Obviously, this is this is out of my price price range. But Slightly. for just a, a concert, like,
1: I mean, can she give me a tattoo after? Can I at least walk away with a with a lifelong souvenir? I, I would want.
2: Or like, I'd pay eighty five Gs or six figures if, if, if I could. Yeah. For like you are performing Your at my person. wedding or my private party, not to be in the front row with a, like I don't know. Let's see. That's shout out to her. I Let's, just
1: I I. As someone who's never had eighty five (laughs) thousand dollars. Just
2: like, or both of us combined, you,
1: right? That's what I mean. It's like when you get to a point where you just like haven't had that much money ever before. When you just see it like thrown, you're just like conceptually like, yeah, eighty five thousand dollars. Or like when we talk about the contract to yeah, that six million dollar contract so cheap. You're like, it's it's just like a, it's about? like we're playing with monopoly money, literally. Like because we're not gonna sniff that. Like there's no way. And
2: someone's like, yeah, for three hours, I maybe know. two hours of entertainment. They
1: said, shoot for the moon and then you land among the stars. But guess what? The stardust don't pay that be- that well it don't it don't that's why but they ripped it down you're,
2: when you're the biggest artist in the world uh the, the can we talk about the album real quick
1: yeah i mean unless you want to do the ineptitude rankings that we, we did for the weekend i don't think
2: we have time i okay. think we have time okay, to stick to, with
1: adele we'll do the ineptitude rankings tomorrow then.
2: yeah adele that album was pretty it was my first time listening uh I was all the way forced, through i was forced to listen to not all the way through just repeated on alexa's and car rides for about three weeks, um, a car ride to Disney will do that for you, where the album plays three times. Yeah, um, this is pretty good. She pretty good. she can sing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Adele can sing. That's
2: my hot take. That's my Stephen A. Smith. That girl can sing for real.
1: For Stephen real. Stephen A. was on one this morning. The facial expressions were so funny. I was just dying. I I've actually just I've started to uh, develop a little bit of affinity for for his craft. He's, you're you're in the
2: Stephen A. He's
1: a little bit. Oversaturated, but when he when they allow him to just stare into the camera and do his facial expressions that somebody else is doing a really bad sports take, I do enjoy that. But yeah, Adele's got some pipes. I uh, I absolutely have a show of hers on my list of things to do. Um, who
2: else, real quick, who else is on that list that you need to go see?
1: Oh, I wanted to see Corn when they were here a few weeks ago, but I figured that would have been a safety hazard probably for me to go by myself. But in terms of, like, people I haven't seen, probably Kid Cudi. I haven't seen Kid Cudi yet. That would be the biggest Ooh, one.
2: Maybe a it's show. a thing.
1: Oh, my God, we have to talk about this tomorrow. We have so much to talk about tomorrow because there's still sports going on, as there always is. Thank you to Adrian. Thank you to all of you listeners. Use your blinkers. Be well to each other. And most importantly, be well to yourself. We'll be back 3 to 5 p.m. tomorrow. My name is Lindsey Brown, and this is The Bet, 1140.